Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 447. Today's show is brought to you by Electric and Fast Growing Trees. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mr. Federico Vitici, and it's my pleasure to introduce to you the returning guest and co-host. Are you a guest or are you a co-host? No! Can you, can you be both? Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. I missed one week. Well, we'll see if you can be promoted back to co-host again. Okay. Hi. How are you? I'm good. It is good to be back, and it's good to be joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello. I have two observations so far about the beginning of the episode. Okay. Observation one. When Federico starts the show, it starts with an intense energy. Yes. The second is, the way you said your name sounded different to me, and I wondered if you either stumbled or you have like an Italian way of saying Federico Vatici that you don't usually say in English. I do have an Italian way to say my name, yes. Can I hear it? Like, as I would pronounce my name? If you're someone in Italy... Yes, ask me, hey, what, Italian. can you give me your full name? Yeah. What is your name? Uh, I gotta switch modes. This is weird because I don't usually do it. Um, Federico Vitici. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. It sounded like you were you put way less emphasis on the on the consonants. Like, Federico but anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. We can move okay, on from this. cool. The Pixel tablet has been spotted at a Google event as part of Milan Design Week. Federico, there you go. <laughs> if you want <laughs> I was there, I was there just hanging out with my with my buddies at Gucci and, and Fendi. You gotta get over there. Yeah, I was just I, I saw it. I saw it. I was actually in backstage with all my with all my uh, fashion friends. So yes. which of the colours that they had was your favorite colour? Oh the pink one. Absolutely. The pink one is it's, really it's good. The, I'm not surprised. It's the colour like of twenty twenty three, they tell me. Is it? Oh. Who? No. Google? I have no idea what I'm talking about. It was good, though. It was convincing. You know, one of the things about me, I think, is like I don't usually uh, use this talent, but I think if I applied myself, I could be a pretty good liar, just in general. The problem with what you've said there is, I don't know if you're telling the truth. <laughs> and is it something you want to be good at? <laughs> no. In fact, I don't use that talent. But I think if I were to put myself in a position where I had to use it, I think I would be a pretty good one. I think that we have all we have all faced this. And what I will do now is say something and provide no context for it. So people that have been listening for long enough will know what it is. People that don't, won't. And that's what you get. It's like that time when you told us that there was a concern that you had skin cancer. Mm. <laughs> and now we move on because Federico was <laughs> lying to us. True. Uh, so was, this is... No, no. I told... Mm, no, okay. you don't get I anything. Did, I didn't tell right? you I was You sick. did that I, thing. I just told you I needed to get it checked out. And it was all part of an elaborate plan to fool nah, you. Nah, nah, for, nah, no, no, uh, no more details. Yet, uh, that's where you end, right? Okay, you did that. Okay, okay, fine. So this fine. is the price you pay. That's what now. I'm saying, though. For the greater good, I can yeah. be a pretty good liar. That was for the greater good of, of 600 people. Yeah, exactly. You know? to, but that's the end of that, okay? To make them have a good time. Ah. Yeah, okay. Mm. Enough. Uh, but this is proof that the Pixel tablet does still exist. <laughs> we were wondering about last week. Maybe we're going to see about it in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, when is Google I.O. again? May? Uh, it's on May 10th, I think. Oh, so it's before the new Zelda. Okay. So I'm, I'm basically, I'm organizing my life this year as in before Zelda and after Zelda. Uh, BZ so this one is before Zelda. AZ, as we okay. call it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine, I'll watch it then. Didn't they announce this tablet like five years ago? It was at last Google I.O. Yeah. And then in the Pixel event, they showed it off again and still said it's coming. And now we're all the way around to a new one where they're maybe going to announce a folding phone and that tablet still is yet to ship. I, I wish them the best of luck with this because they have really struggled in the tablet area for a long time. Maybe this is, maybe this is the year. I, my expectation is that this is because of the folding phone stuff coming to kind of like vanilla Android, hmm. that Android screens are going to get bigger. So maybe they're like, well, we can now put, maybe they'll be interested in tablet apps again. That's my expectation for why they're doing this. I don't think it's going to work out. But like realistically, mm-hmm. I don't know how well pixel works for google in general 
So maybe this will just be another thing that slots into that current like place that they have in their lineup as a company. The action button has been spotted. Mac Rumors is reporting on some CAD drawings that certified accessory makers are have been given to you know start building cases and stuff. This uh, design shows two separate volume buttons, just like we have now. So that discussion about it being one long button may not be panning out. Uh, the action button is above it where the ringer silent switch is now. And it looks to be about the same size as the ringer silent switch. I, it just I, doesn't. I thought this had gone away. Yeah. Why I, are we I'm back not, here again? Like I, uh, last week we were saying, no, all these rumors are wrong. They're not doing it anymore. Now they're doing it. Now, now it's are back. we back to there's a button again? Now there's a button again. It is tiny and not, I don't know what I was expecting. I, I, I guess in my mind they were going to use the kind of all-in-one volume button that rocked back and forth like they did way back on like the iPhone 3G and 3GS and the action button be separate. Although looking at this design, it has dawned on me, if they're all three separate buttons, they can't be the same size because you wouldn't know where you were just by touch. Yeah, But it's These it's kind of puny looking. It isn't just one button. This is three separate buttons. Three it's separate the, buttons. It's the right. opposite. Are you getting it? <laughs> <laughs> so what is the thinking that we, there is now going to be an action button, but the action mm-hmm. button will like physically it. move? Like, yeah. that's the difference? Yeah, I guess so. Mm. I mean, even better, right? Or they all moved. <laughs> Didn't they get rid of the, the solid-state buttons, too? Wait, what are you saying? So this... this I'm just going to read from this report. <laughs> Stephen, we spoke about this, like, two weeks ago, on this show. <laughs> it's hard to remember. Oh, this isn't good. I don't like this vibe. <laughs> Do you really not remember this? Do they get rid of the buttons or not? Th- this report says two mechanical oh volume buttons and additional mechanical button that replaces the ringer silent switch. So right, all three buttons move. The conversation was that these <laughs> buttons were not going to move, right? And that right. the idea that the action button was going to exist went away because they would have to go back to physical moving things again. They would put that the solid state off for a year. Yes. So then the, the idea was like the switch would come back. That there wouldn't be an action button because... Yeah. Now it says there are three buttons. The action button is here and they're all three mechanical physical buttons. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff going on in this phone. <laughs> I mean, personally, like as long as there's a customizable action button, whether it's a solid state one or it physically moves, like that is not why I care about this ultimately. Like, actually, mm. maybe even better if it's a physical one. I would prefer uh, the button to physically move and for it to be an action button if I'm going yeah, to have that. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'll take that. Like, it, all these, like, um, um, I don't have a strong opinion about moving from solid state, from physical to solid state or vice versa. Like, just give hmm. me a customizable button. I'm going to be happy regardless. Uh, so, yeah, cool. Uh, cool. Go, go, cat makers! Yay! You know, whatever. Yeah. Go, 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 cat people. Cat people. Yeah. We were talking about apps, Mac apps, last week. Federico oh, wanted yes. some suggestions. I have some suggestions, but I wanted to follow up and say I tried out some of the things that you mentioned. Um, one of them. What was the? Did the Alt Tab one? What was that called? Alt Tab. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Just Alt Tab. Alt Tab. Yeah. That app works so badly with Stage Manager. (laughs) Ah, I'm sorry about that. So, you know, in Stage Manager, you've got the little preview windows that are off to the side. Oh, yeah, the strip. Yeah, that's how they show in the alt tab preview thing. Oh, no. So, like, they're all like little half windows. It's not good. It's not their fault, right? Like, this is just the way that goes, I guess. Um, But that was that. But Lasso. The uh, mm. window management app, mm. me and Lasso have been getting on very well together. That is nice. an excellent app. I'm using it as a like second system. So I'm still using Moom for my like keyboard yep. shortcut enabled like basic templates that I like, like a centered window or two windows side by side, that kind of thing. What I'm using Lasso for is for like ad hoc window placement. Mm. And that system of drawing makes so much sense. What I wish I could do, though, I don't know if there's an app that exists or if this is even possible. I want to be able to 
draw the exact space that I want it to occupy, not take up the blocks. Uh, maybe like, or like a customizable grid or like a non-grid system. Yeah. A non-grid system, right? Like, you know how you take a screenshot using CleanShot? Yes. I want to do that, but for Windows, right? Like ah, yes. occupy this exact space for me. Yeah, that's, nice. that's an excellent suggestion. Maybe if the developer is listening to this, maybe they, they, could, they could consider it. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible, but I would like that. So, but the passionate ones wrote in. We got lots of suggestions. I took out the ones that I know you know about. Um, and okay. so like, And I know this because I know you and also some of the suggestions that John gave you on the last episode of App Stories like uh, overlap to some of these. Okay. So Cameron wrote in and said, if you like Almighty, you should check out PastePal. It's by the same mm. developer. It's a cool clipboard manager. PastePal? Uh, I'm using the Ray, the Raycast clipboard manager, but oh, this looks nice. I like that it... Wait, is this everywhere? iPhone, iPad, Mac? Does it sync? I, I like the visual. Yeah, sync clipboard history. Ooh, this is an excellent one. There you go. Uh, I like the, the, the visual aspect of it on macOS. Ooh, this is, okay. Thank you. All right. Started off well from Cameron there. Very well. Very well. Very well. Okay. Wes recommends Hookmark, ah, which is an app yes. that lets you instantly create markdown links to the current file, web page, and more that you can paste anywhere. So I am familiar with this one. Is this the app that has like a white paper that you got to read to understand it? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy behind it, we've had him on Mac Power Users before. He's yes. big into like uh, the cognitive academic. research yeah. and the yes. app is kind of based around some of his work in that field. Yep. Hookmark is cool. My favorite feature of it is that you can get a URL to an Apple note, like a deep link. It's like something you should be able to do, but Apple doesn't do on its own. But the idea is it's kind of like a launcher for things local on your computer in the file system. And you can get links to basically anything on the system anywhere. Ah, damn. This is, this is actually pretty cool, though. Like, you can create links. And these are like custom URL schemes, basically, that reopen just anything you want, even if it doesn't have, like you said, like an Apple note. Or a file, like you can get you can get a link to a file, and like save it in your task manager or something, and it's gonna work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those links are gonna be Mac only for sure. Yeah, they but, are. All right, all right. I'm so I'm gonna I'm gonna save like I'm gonna have tabs open for all of this. Well, Federico, like most, you know, like like all of links, you know, you can be like the listeners when the episode comes out. You can uh, you can get them all in the show notes. In the show notes, you're right. You know, I should. Like I should. I'm, I'm, I'm selecting them all, putting them all in, so you'll be able to get them. Beautiful. Uh, carrying on, we have Luke, who recommends Dropover, and says it's a very slick shelf app. You know, you love a shelf app that appears when you wiggle your mouse while dragging. Ooh, look at that! So you could run custom scripts by dropping a file onto them. Uh, even shortcuts? Uh, maybe. Probably. Instant actions. If this lets me assign like an individual shortcut. Yeah, it seems like you can. There's a command bar. Yeah, okay. So I could, because I do this all the time, like I select images in Finder and then I drop them into uh, the icon uh, for my upload shortcut that I have in the dock. Mm -hmm. But if, we could, if I could just uh, select and wiggle the cursor a little and, and the shortcut appears underneath the cursor without having to go over to the dock, that would be even better. Okay. It's so. a cute UI. Yeah. I like the UI. These, these are all excellent so far. Jose has a selection of them. Uh, Q blocker, which adds a delay when you press command Q so you don't quit apps by mistake. Oh, that's good. Ooh. This, okay. is, a, this is on GitHub, though. So, like, I don't know. Like, you don't so come kinda, at me, kinda, all right? It's kind of scary. That's on, the, that's on the sketchy side, maybe. Uh, what, when I, back when I used uh, Safari, because I've, I've been back in Chrome for a long time, I changed just safaris get into that to point. command option q because quitting safari is like a, a sadness when you have a bunch of tabs open and uh, you know chrome has the built-in delay which people think isn't very mac like but i'd rather have a delay than close 40 tabs and i'm working on something yeah that thing i know that people don't like that but it's like maybe it's not mac like but it is a good user feature to have if you want it right like 
A delayed browser is eventually yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> a delayed quit is eventually good. good. A, ba- a, a bad a quit is always <laughs> bad. Uh, I turn that feature off because I don't use Chrome enough, right? So it like trips me up. But yeah. if Chrome was my browser, I would leave that feature on because it really annoys me when I do accidentally quit Safari. Yeah, it's a bummer. Mission Control Plus, which adds extra functionality to Mission Control. Okay, I use it already. Yes, I love this. I love this one. Uh, It lets you you close windows. Oh, yoink. Hmm. For dragging and dropping files between spaces, if that's the thing that you do. Uh, I don't don't use spaces. And this one was really interesting to me. It's called Text Sniper. The UI is you're taking a screenshot, but what it's doing is copying the text that Wait, is what? in the screenshot that you've taken. Oh my god, this is like what live text should be. Yeah, but yeah, I say live text, but much more convenient because in so whatever text is in the screenshot window that you've drawn, it will then copy it to your um, to your clipboard. I love this. Isn't that clever? I think this one's on setup. Perfect. We'll check that, but I, I want to check that before I. The, the Discord is upset that their Safari reopens tabs when they quit it. And so I maybe it, I don't have a mindset to do that or I need to revisit. I haven't used Safari very much in a long time. There are asterisks to that. I have found that sometimes if you have multiple windows open, it maybe doesn't always open all the windows, mm-hmm. but you can reopen all the windows from the last session, which is a thing that you can do. Yeah. There are things that you can set it up. But for me, it's not ever really a problem for me because I use tab groups, and so they're always there synced mm. across all my devices. Anyway, the last recommendation for you I have, Federico, is called Latest, and it comes from Eshu, who says, it's a super simple app that checks all of your Sparkle and App Store apps for updates, puts the release notes in one place, and lets you update them all with one click. It's pretty Love lightweight it. and open source, makes updating Mac apps outside the App Store much easier. Download it immediately. I love this. I would love if people have other recommendations, just keep sending them in. Like you've, you can hear what we like, uh, what's interesting to us. I think this is like a good resource for everybody. Uh, so go to connectedfeedback.com and you can write that in, write those in. Yeah, it already found uh, three updates for me, including, oddly enough, the latest app itself. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just downloaded, but this is perfect. Uh, Ooh, wow. Okay. That well, is thank an interesting you. user choice, right? Like a choice, development choice, which I actually think would be. Oh, was it done on purpose? That you always download the previous version from the website. So the first time you run it, there's always something there. Oh, that's clever. I don't know if they've done that, but if this was my app, I would do it that way. That is genius. And yes, I'm installing updates already. Stephen, would you like me to create a toggle in the, in the connected feedback page so it will say, like, Mac apps. Mac apps. <laughs> Mac app suggestions. Mac apps yes. For, yes. Mac app, yeah. Mac app suggestions. Thank you all. Thank you. Oh, the, the passionate ones are the best ones. Yep. You they know? really they are. Excellent are. taste. These are good. Ec- excellent taste, really. I mean, mm-hmm. see, we, you have a good audience. Good people. I, I'm enjoying that y'all are becoming uh, Mac Power users. You know, all these little utilities. Yep. Get it, get it done. Mm. Uh, I, I wanted to mention, I meant to say it when you were talking about window management, but I missed my opportunity. Uh, I'm using Magnet for this because using, um, you know, I'm using a MacBook Pro and a studio display and they're both open, you know, both use um, the Mac, MacBook Pro is not in clamshell mode or anything. I'm using it as a second screen. But then when I go unplug it and use it in the house or at a coffee shop or something, everything's madness because the all the window sizing is different. Yep. And uh, I mean, I like Magnet. I like the, it's, it's kind of on a grid system and it's all keyboard based, but I've downloaded Lasso to try it because I think from looking at this website, what it can do looks really awesome. But if we were like not Mac power users, but it was like a level lower, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it wasn't like power. Like, what would it be? You know what I'm saying? You, like you're like a Mac pro user. Oh, you, no. and, you and David, like the Mac power users. And we're just like the, the like a lower than power. Hmm. Lower than power. We'll be yeah, we'll be like Mac Mac prosumer users. Or something, no, we'll right? be like well, we'll be like uh, so b- before power. What's b- m- m- so before power? Hmm. M- Mac medium user, Mac ignition user. 
If you've got power, like power rangers, we could be like <laughs> the Mac Ranger users. Mac Ranger. Kate said Mac current users. <laughs> That's, That's good. Mac current. We can we can work on that one. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Electric. Turning a small business into an empire takes work. You have to keep your ear to the ground for things that will help you take things to the next level. But this can be hard when your attention is pulled in different directions because that's just the reality of being a a boss. The team over at Electric knows small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand to help with time-consuming parts of your business, like standardizing device security, with best-in-class device management so you can implement the best practices across the board and be ready to scale. Employee onboarding and offboarding done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Keeping a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications. Electric provides simplified reporting that allows you to achieve and maintain compliance and proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows to make IT easier to manage even for non-technical users. If you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of the services, but you're not sure where to start, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. Being able to delegate as a business owner is super important. Even though you may be really good at this stuff, you need to focus on what makes your business grow. Electric plugs in they're a great team and they can really help you move things to the next level for connected listeners electric is offering a free pair of beat solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting just go to electric.ai/connected that's electric.ai/connected go there now to get a free pair of beat solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting our thanks to electric for their support of the show and relay fm uh, i did some Real world reporting last week, and I can tell you that uh, crash detection on the Apple Watch and iPhone really works. I'm so sorry. Can you tell us the whole story? Yes. So there's a there's a picture in the show notes uh, of this. The picture is not upsetting. Like, well, I will say it might be upsetting if you have been in the situation Stephen was in. Yes, mm-hmm. but there's no like, right? You know. There's not like a person hanging out of the car or anything. Yeah. 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 It's just a very smashed up Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So last week I was uh, driving home from, I'd taken one of my kids to school and then I helped my mom run an errand. And then I was coming home from that, from a direction that I'm, I don't normally like enter my neighborhood. And uh, on the other end of my neighborhood, there's a stoplight, but it's a completely residential area. So like all four sides of the stoplight intersection are houses which is a little unusual uh, in my part of town, but uh, I came to the light, uh, I turned right, and I got uh, hit from an oncoming vehicle. He was pulling a trailer, and kind of before I knew it, I had been hit, uh, went up over the curb, glanced off an oak tree in someone's front yard, and then my truck rolled over and came to a stop completely on its roof with the tires facing the sky. Uh, I don't recommend anyone try to recreate that because it's super scary. Uh, and I should say off the top, like I'm okay. I did hit my head and have a mild concussion, but I feel way better than I did a week ago. And like a hairline nose fracture that's uh, healing nicely, according to the doctor that I saw. So I'm okay. Like I'm, it's honestly like amazing seatbelts and airbags work. So Mm -hmm. the lesson is wear your seatbelt. And, uh, and yeah, I crashed and my Apple watch was going bananas. Are there still people who don't wear seatbelts? I hope not. I really hope not. Yeah. Some parts stupid. of the world, yes, people don't wear seatbelts. That's, well, that's stupid. Okay. I've experienced this, yeah. Do you want to say where? You just want to leave that no, to the... I don't, no, I, leave, we leave, leave that, that to the listeners' imaginations. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steven, I hope this never happens to me. Me too. But um, for the sake of like knowing how to react in this situation, like... Did you realize it was happening, like when your car was flipping over? Like, I yeah. What did that feel like? I haven't really asked you that either. I honestly, I have no idea what it feels like. It didn't feel good. Uh, I definitely. So the rollover wasn't very fast. I, I I had just turned, so I wasn't. I I didn't have a lot of momentum, you know, in my speed yet. Now the person who hit me was moving, 
by the time I had gone over the curb and hit the tree and rolled over, the rollover was pretty slow. And it only rolled over one time. It's not like I flipped down the road side to side, right? Okay. So I had time. I had the full thought of, oh, no, I'm rolling over. It's like, happening. Yeah. I don't okay. know if what's worse, you know. <laughs> like, if you know you're going, right? Like, is that worse than it happening, like, quick, you know? Yeah, I think happening quick is definitely worse because then if it's quick, it means it's, like, happen- going to happen multiple times, most likely. I didn't see the accident coming because, again, I got hit from kind of like the rear quarter panel of the truck. I did see him... Uh, you know, kind of past me, like him going on the road and me running over this poor family's garbage cart, uh, which I, it's in the picture, I demolished their garbage cart. And then, uh, you know, uh, after that, it was kind of slow motion. You know, lots of adrenaline, right? Like right. Uh, lots of uh, tensing up and that sort of thing. So I, uh, yeah, I had the, I had full time to realize, oh no, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be upside down in a second. And this is, this is not good. And And what's the first thing you did? Like, like you try to get out of the car. Yeah. So so the first thing I did was try to shut up my Apple watch. Cause like it was the, the alarm was, you know, blaring like, Oh, it was uh, just going. Yeah. So hmm. explain what is happening with the phone and the watch. Like what is going on with the crash detection? Like what happens? So the phone wasn't doing anything. In fact, I, I didn't even know where my phone was. Uh, I found it later uh, and the phone didn't break. So like <laughs> go iPhone. So you can flip a car, but you can't like go to a Creek. Walk yeah. down the street. Okay, good to know. <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 phone was fine, uh, but my Apple Watch Ultra was it was like uh, the countdown to call emergency services. Now I didn't black out in this, but this time frame is like very hazy in my memory, and I remember having to like push some combination of buttons to tell my watch that I was like okay before it called uh, emergency services. It may have. I don't know who called 911. Maybe my watch did make a call. I couldn't actually tell you, but I was able to get it to stop blaring the siren at least. But I mean, the truck, I, th- I think it was going off before the truck rolled over. Like it was pretty, uh, pretty quick. And the phone didn't do anything. So I believe the way this works is if you're if both are present, it defers to the watch because the watch is on your body. So like, it was also vibrating like more than I've ever felt it. Like really that tactic engine was just going to town on my wrist because it wants to get your attention, right? If you're out of it, uh, which I like I said, did not black out, but definitely was like, what's going on? So um, I kind of take a second. I realize I'm upside down and I hear, uh, again, we're in the, fr- I'm in the front yard of this like family's house and uh, the family all rushes outside and someone, this woman is like yelling at me, like, are you okay? Because the airbags had gone off and the truck had side curtain airbags. So you, they couldn't see in the truck. And um, I was like, yes, I'm okay. But I couldn't get the seatbelt undone. And because I'm a dad, I have one of those things, like one end, you can like hit, hit automotive glass and it will break it. So if you need to like break a window, like say that you go into the water or something truly scary. Um, and the other end is a cutter so you can cut a seatbelt. Well, it was in my glove box. And when I opened my glove wait, box, wait, where can I buy this? Uh, thing? let's see. Amazon. I'm There's sure. like a thousand of these things on Amazon. Let's see. Uh, car. So when I opened the glove box, stuff just went everywhere, <laughs> right? Cause the truck was upside down. Mm. Uh, here's the one I have. Uh, I'll put it in the discord. Thank you. Yeah. I got two of them for like 10 bucks and, okay. uh, I've got one and there's one in my wife's van, but I couldn't find it because I opened the glove box and things went everywhere. So someone in the house had a uh, had a knife and they cut the seatbelt. I crawled out on my own. The guy helped me open the car door. But, you know, I was I was under my own power and everything was fine. And then the police showed up and I went to the hospital and got a CT scan. And yeah, here I am. So that was my week last week. And y'all and everyone else at Relay was super kind. Like I did not work at all last week, uh, except for a little bit on Friday. And uh, just took the week to uh, to recover. In fact, today is my first full day back. And this, this was uh, last Monday, the day of the accident. The truck is totaled. Uh, they, they declared it a total loss the day of. And uh, I have a, a newer Toyota truck on the way. Yeah, Toyota for life now. Yeah. Loyal customer from now on. It saved the car, saved his life. Like, yeah, I mean, for real though, yeah. Like did. a different car, maybe under different. That's like a. Mm. It was a horrible accident. Mm-hmm. Like people don't flip upside down for you know. Like 
that's that's like a bad thing. Yeah. So like when I went to the to the emergency room, uh, you know, like you're like having to tell the check-in person like what happened and like oh my gosh and like they you know and then like you're telling the doctor what happened like holy cow you know um you know no cuts i got some bruises and some scrapes uh definitely sore but yeah the if you look at the picture of the truck the cab was remarkably intact in fact it didn't even break any glass in the truck which blows my mind i mean the roof is crushed in a little bit but not i i wasn't I could freely move inside the truck. When the truck was upright, I went and saw it a couple of days later to get some stuff out of it. And like, you could sit in the truck and still have headroom. Like it was remarkably intact, remarkably strong. And so, yes, Toyota has my loyalty now forever, I think. And also, thankfully, like your kids were not in the car with you. Like you were alone. Yeah, I was alone. The other driver was unharmed and their car was drivable. So, cause our initial impact Okay. Wasn't very much. I mean, really, it was the momentum and the physics that, you know, pushed me over the curb and then over. So um, thankfully, the person was unharmed. And uh, and I'm, you know, like I said, remarkably okay for an accident like this. It was wild. But, uh, but I'm here. And on the show last week, y'all asked people uh, to send me on Mastodon uh, information about their first max okay and so i have uh gotten lovely replies all week about this but i decided this is going to be uh episode number two of the aries where i'm going to quiz you about about macintosh history so why is it called the aries again (laughs) picking an heir to the apple history throne ah yes and also i guess to your devon think database yes i think we talked about that too so, uh, you know, this is uh, all the more important after my last week, right? What if I wasn't here anymore? Oh, Stephen, don't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> and, and, and Mike, I've apologized to you many times. I will do it again. You were one of my first calls because I was going home because we had a meeting. I was like, I'm not going to be there. And apparently I was really out of it when I called you. And It was one of the worst phone calls I've ever received in my life. So Stephen called me and told me he was in an accident and he did, and it did not sound like Stephen. <laughs> it sounded like it was somebody else calling me. Like your voice was different. It was very weird. And he told me on the call, I'm upside down in my truck. But he wasn't. Yeah, I was time. out of the but truck. He told yeah. me that he was upside down in the truck. And then also told me because of this, he would miss our meeting, which was funny to me. Yeah. That like, that was like, uh, we're like, I'm like, oh, you're still going to make the meeting though, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was just, I don't know. <laughs> and also like at that point, because he called me like that. I and so I was asking Stephen questions like, "Have you called Mary?" Like I didn't understand because it was at that moment I I could tell something was wrong with your brain, right? Like you were just yeah. shot in shock or like whatever. One hundred percent in shock. Because yeah. you also said to me, "I've hit my head very hard," and I was like, "This is bad." <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, and so I was like, "Have you called Mary?" He's like, "Yes, I've called Mary." I was like, "Great, yeah, go then, and I'll speak to you later on." And then I was then I opened fire my friends and I was just watching your dot until it moved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's at the hospital. Uh, yeah, Mary rushed over from work, and uh, my dad was actually my first call because where this accident was is around the corner from his house. And I was thinking, oh. uh, my first thought was, my dad lives mm. around the corner, and I need somebody here, <laughs> right? Right. And uh, right. but he he was like the next county over helping a friend with something, and so I think he was kind of freaked out too. And anyways, he rushed back. Um, yeah. Were you, let me, let, let me ask you the last question and be honest, be honest. Mm-hmm. Were you angry at the other person? Like, no. did you get in an argument? No, everything was okay. Yeah. All no, right. it, this is just one of those things that like, it's wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And, okay. you know, truly an accident, like not upset with him, not right. upset with myself. You know, everyone is fine. So yeah, just move forward, you know? That's good. That's good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So the, the current score for the Aries, Mike has 11, Federico has six. Uh, I verified those mm. scores with Relay FM historian Kate, and they uh, said this was the score. So I believe them. Uh, so I have. You're not keeping score to Well, your I own was, clip? but I didn't. Remember, there was an error, and so I want to make sure that I corrected my note. Oh, yes. In your first in- initial uh, quiz, you got the scoring yes. correct. So I will <laughs> yes. try to do better this time. Yeah, let's see. 
You aren't working at full brain capacity in this no. episode, though. So, you know, we will let you go. Uh, so is it okay? Is, like, our brain jokes okay already on this show? Just checking. Federico, I had this conversation with Stephen. Uh, I think this was a couple of days ago, I think. Yeah. Of, like, how far into the episode from the point where he tells the story can we make fun of him? Yeah. And I think it's immediate because it's already a, it's, this has already occurred privately. I think there was a moment where... On the day of the crash, uh, me and Stephen were cracking jokes, and I think Mary got mad at us <laughs> and was like, "Okay, we you can't we can't do that right now." Okay, because Stephen, you know, we, he just starts making jokes about it immediately, so I'm just like, "All yeah, in." Cool, 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 cool. All right. And then we had to stop. But now I think enough time has passed that I think is fair game. We just make fun of him as much as we like. I don't know. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then let's see if hitting your head has any benefits to making a better quiz. <laughs> Maybe you will oh. never get math wrong again. Maybe you beautiful-minded yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, preparing this quiz was basically the only thing I did yesterday, <laughs> and I had a headache afterwards. So uh, let's see how this goes. So I have five questions based on the listeners self-reporting on Mastodon about their first max. Mm. This, uh, These numbers I have, I did this yesterday. A couple of people replied. I think today you didn't make the cutoff. I'm sorry, because I had to, I have like a numbers document that I was like making charts in for this. So there's five questions. Uh, the correct answer is one point. And uh, we'll start with the first. And uh, since Federico is the loser, Federico gets to go first. Mm. Federico, uh, of these respondents, what is the split between desktop and notebook percentage wise? Huh. Close. I'll, I'll say closest gets the point. I am going to go with the, 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 we asked them to send you their first max. Mm-hmm. First max. Well, I'm going to go with uh, 30% desktop, 70% notebook. I'm going to go 71% notebook. <laughs> <laughs> You're 29% desktop, 71% notebook. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, Federico gets the point. Ah, 49% desktop, 51% notebook. You and your over-under, Mike. What are a bunch of weirdos? What are you buying? First Mac, a desktop. What are you doing? You know what? I think we both fell for the same issue, Federico. I'm thinking young people, but that's not necessarily yeah, the case. Lots of, we're, we're dealing with lots of old people with disposable income here. Yeah, we can we can gotta, we can categorize now because like my my first Mac was a desktop, but like I'm just thinking like people these days buy laptops, but yeah. I, mm. I, I guess that doesn't count, right? People buy mm, okay. Yeah, so it's a point for Federico. Number two, uh, Mike, you'll go first. What? is the most common year that listeners got their first max. Oh, this is impossible. <laughs> just just throw a number out there. Like uh <laughs> 2009. Uh 2006. So, I will start at the bottom and we'll go way up. The fifth most popular year was 2009. Oh, damn. The fourth most popular year, 2003. The third most popular year, 2005. The second most popular year, 2006. Wow. Okay. The most popular year, 2008. So Mike was just one year off, so Mike gets the point. Wow. We were right in a pocket, right? What was the spread on that? 2006 to 2010? Uh, It's 03. uh, So chronologically, 03, 05, 06, 08, 09. That is so close it's a very tight band huh hmm. all right so federico you'll be up for the next one this next one talks about processor platform so list the top three processor platforms in order of popularity in these answers what's a processor platform <laughs> i was like what does that <laughs> intel mean? versus apple silicon you- for example ah yeah so intel number one number two Power PC number three, Apple Silicon. Okay, Mike. I'm gonna go Intel most popular, Apple Silicon number two, Power PC number three. No one gets the points. Oh. Wow. Here, right. uh, right. number five is the 6502 family of processors that was in the Apple II at three percent. No idea what it means. I don't know what that is. Apple Silicon three percent. Remember, we're talking first yeah. Max. Yeah, I know. Third place at 26%, 6502. Wow. 
68,000 line of Macs. What is that? What, isn't that PowerPC? Before PowerPC. Isn't that... Right, but Stephen, you need to... Uh, so oh, that's a, that's a before PowerPC? Right, but you see, a minute ago, you just said, like, the most popular were between, like, 2006 to 2010. That's why we yeah. both went with the ranking that we did, right? Like, none of these Macs were available in this time frame. Federico got it right. So PowerPC is in second place at 29%, Intel, the most popular, at 39%. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, okay. The, uh, so no one gets a point. But you can see why we went the way we did, though, right? Oh, 100%. I was surprised by okay. this. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. That's Because that's very strange. Uh, was... Today I learned that there's a before PowerPC. I didn't even know oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, just, I thought it just... was all PowerPC. I thought people just referred to, like, oh, it's PowerPC, but it's 6800 PowerPC. It's PowerPC. Like, I thought it was a shorthand for, like, oh, yeah, it's just eggs mm-hmm. or, like, a generic term. There was a transition to power pc yep. <laughs> see that's what i mean like it wait mm-hmm. what really there, but nobody's no like that's the transition no one talks about yeah. right yeah yeah all right uh mike you're up next again the closest person wins in terms of year what is the oldest year reported in my mentions 1982 uh, Federico gets it. It was 1979. What? Nice. What was that even? An Apple, An Apple II II. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Although, I mean, technically, that answer is also wrong because we asked their first Mac, and that's yeah, not a that's, Mac. Yeah, I was careful in my question to you. I didn't say the oldest year that a Mac was reported. I just said yeah, the oldest year okay. reported. This is fake. But yes, Apple II, <laughs> not a Mac. Yeah. All right. The final question... Again, closest person gets the point. What is the most recent year reported in our listenership for their first Mac purchase? This is Federico first. Federico first. No, no it's you first. No, Mike went first last no, time. Me. I just went first the last time. Most recent. Uh, last year, 2022. I'll say 2020. Federico gets it again. Oh. 2023. Okay. Pretty cool, huh? That person's dead to me, whoever that was. <laughs> Interesting. Someone's on their first Mac right now. Nice. That nice. makes sense. That makes sense. I think yeah. the saddest reply I got, someone's first Mac was like the first butterfly MacBook Pro. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's that's so bad. Oh, yeah, that's... man. So at the end of this round, mm. Mike has 12 points and Federico has nine. Was Good job, guys. Catching mm-hmm. up on me. Yeah, I think yeah, getting closer. Catching up. I really want to be a heir to Steven's empire. Mm-hmm. You know. To be fair, I don't really want it. <laughs> well, then why <laughs> so are like, you winning this? I'll like, split well, it with you. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like too much. Like, what am I supposed to? I don't have all this storage space. Give the wrong answers next time. I don't time. have the like the the available SSD space. For all of the stuff that you'd be trying to give me. And if you don't want it, then reply incorrectly. Like, make it easy for me. You need to do better. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help but win. I think every time I answered incorrectly, I wanted that. Oh, look, it's just, it's just you can't can't help it but being right. This is that Federico. I'm using Federico logic You are. You You are. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I appreciate you. Uh, Yes. So thank you, everybody who responded. It was lovely last week to read those. As they came in. This episode of Connected is also made possible by Fast Growing Trees. Breathe some life into your own backyard with FastGrowingTrees.com. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. They have plant experts that curate thousands of easy-to-grow plants, shrubs, and trees, varieties for Every unique climate. Uh, they've got like mayor lemons, evergreens, everything in between. This website is incredible. A lot of us want nice greenery around our homes, right? We want our yards to be beautiful, but it can be hard to know what to plant, where it should go, when you should plant it. You don't have to worry about that because Fast Growing Trees has customized recommendations based on your specific needs. And those experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. So there's no more waiting in long lines or hauling heavy plants around. You order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. 
My wife and I recently ordered a couple of plants through Fast Growing Trees. The website is really awesome because you tell it where you are and those curated things come up. So we told it, you know, our location, the type of sun we had. We were able to make our orders. They came very quickly. They were in great shape in the packaging. And now they've joined our backyard, making it all the more beautiful. Fast Growing Trees has a 30-day alive and thrive guarantee. This lets you know that everything is going to look great. Join over 1.5 million happy Fast Growing Tree customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com connected, and you'll get 15% off your entire order. So get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com connected. Our thanks to Fast Growing Trees for the support of the show and Relay FM. You know, if you're looking to buy something for some, for a lawn for someone, Stephen, I have a recommendation for where you can send it to. <laughs> if you need to improve someone's lawn, <laughs> to you? there's a lawn that I'm aware of that you could actually improve. <laughs> you know, might need a bit of Fast Growing Trees love. Okay. I have something fun for you, both. Uh, D. Griffin Jones at Cult of Mac wrote in of an article that they posted on Cult of Mac where they broke down Tim Cook's watch face based on an image of him with, by the way, passionate one who's listening live yes. right now, Vidit Bhagavad. So cool. So cool. He's the developer of Lookup, where Tim was in India recently. Apple were, were doing um, some tours of some stores and some stuff that they would go. One of the Tim Cook tours of a place. Mm-hmm. And there is an image which Vidit shared, but also. Tim Cook shared of like yeah. these um, of meeting with developers in India. Vidit is there, just Vidit and Tim, and Vidit got to demo his app. I think it was Lookup that he got to demo on yep. the watch to Tim Cook, who is raptured by this. By the way, yes. Vidit, you obviously were doing a very good job. So S- such a great photo. Yeah. and Lookup is fantastic. Yeah. Totally deserved. Yes, but then what this image provided was a clear look at Tim Cook's watch face. Yeah, see, the and problem is not Vidit in in this picture. The problem is Tim Cook's watch face. No, Vidit um. is the solution. Tim Cook <laughs> is the problem. <laughs> yes. All right. So, yes. <laughs> uh, D. Griffin put this together, which is incredible. They went and took a look at the face and broke it all down. And I have all of the deets for you. All right. So, Tim right. uses the infograph watch face with the following complications. Top left, stocks. Sure. He's the CEO. So top right, weather temperature. Bottom left, workout app. Okay. Bottom right, activity rings. Mm. Subdial top schedule. Subdial left blood oxygen. Subdial right ECG. Subdial bottom, the home app. Mm. Here's my question. Is this Tim Cook's I might be photographed watch? Mm. This is this is too defaulty to be a personal watch face. I expect when he's going out and someone might take a picture of him, somebody gives him the Apple watch put, he will be wearing on. that day. Yeah. yeah. Not even like change your watch face. This watch cannot ever, ever ever show a notification no of any kind no there was a story a while back that he had a, 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 a apple news notification maybe this is when they changed changed it what, like but was it you know maybe that came out like oh we can't let people know that he uses apple news was it a press thing though or was it just him walking around his life uh i don't remember like my thought is if someone if it if there's ever a professional camera pointed at him like he is wearing the approved watch that they've given him, which would like never have a blemish on it, and would have the watch band that's currently available that they wanted to. You know what I mean? Like that's my watch setup: the ultra and then the dark uh, trail. Well, why don't you try? And again, this article, by the way, that D. Griffin put together, you can also download the watch face for yourself based on the watch face setup thing. So, Stephen, why don't you give this a go? You get the full Tim Cook experience. Okay, so, let me open this. Uh, I gotta open this on my phone, right? I mean, probably. I don't uh, know. Because, Nobody knows. Yeah, because I think if you way. open it on the Mac, it doesn't know what to do. So let's see. Let me find this link. And you can let us know how this feels. I think this could be his his watch. This. Fe- Here's the thing. He does not want to know 
the current Apple stock price 24-7. You're sure? Yeah, I feel pretty sure of that. Right? But he's like, the CEO. I know he's the CEO. Does he want to know in real time always? Probably. Otherwise, know. he gets fired. No? Isn't that how it works? Uh, not really. I mean, mm. may, I mean, look, well, if Tim Cook is at the stage where something so bad has happened to Apple that he might get fired based on the stock price, he doesn't yeah, need a, the complication <laughs> on the yeah. Apple Watch to tell yeah, him that thing probably, is happening. Probably. probably. Right? He's already aware that it's going on. Yeah. It's an okay Apple Watch face. It's not great. Yeah. It's it's too, the official yeah. Stephen Hackett seal It's too busy. Too much going on. B. Busy. This one. I'm gonna say it's kind of empty. Well, I mean, it's just. It's just I don't too, know. Too, it's I don't. This is too much stuff. I don't like this watch face anyway. No. Like, what does the calendar event say? Like, if you zoom in, you can see. Uh, I tried running this through Pixelmator's like enlarge thing, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't make it out. The part I, I can make out probably the part, but that's about it. I don't know what it says. Yeah. It does look like a real calendar event. It kind of does. Also, what time is it in this picture? Well, I, I, can, I cannot read it. So, what is it? It's half past 11. Past 11. Mm. Yeah, half past 11. And because this is one of the things that D. Griffin said in the thing, like he was kind of roasting Tim Cook's Apple rings for the day. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you got some work to do, man. It's half past 11. What are you doing? Because Tim Cook is like a morning workout yeah, person. Yeah, but he's traveling, right? you know? So uh, we all mm. slip a little bit when we travel. Hey, I, didn't, I wasn't the one who said it. You know, well, I would I would have exercised, but somebody stole my heart monitor. So yeah, that's true. That, that There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, it says like two p.m. N one four three zero five depart vid p vid p. Yeah, glad we got that. I got the high quality version from Tim's tweet. Oh, good thinking. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So I kind of I kind of got it. I got it now. N one four three zero. You know what? I bet it's like some kind of flight thing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Just, a, that's Tim's yeah. private jet, man. So it's probably a real kind of event. I think it's. A, I think that's just his watch. I think that's just his thing. Oh, we have real time feedback in the Discord. VP is Indira Gandhi Airport. There you go. Yeah. See, that's his uh, private okay. jet. That's real. Okay. That's his, that's his private jet. No, no. Here's the. I think it's a real watch, right? But like yeah. it is, and it's connected to Tim's phone. Yes. But it is like a very specific, because as well, here's a question. Do Apple executives use their own phone or is it a work phone and are they separate? Oh, I bet they're separate phones. Right. So I bet that watch is connected to Tim's work iPhone. So like all the data is real, but they are set up in such a way that it is like. Right. He's not going to get a text from a family member, you know, like, you know, in front of the sanitized. Exactly. Do you do you ever get do you ever get the curiosity to like ask like imagining a scenario in which you could ask these executives like super mundane questions like hey Craig do you like broccoli or like are you good at Tetris like so- <laughs> it is honestly my ideal type of question to ask yeah. someone in this position but it's not something that anyone would ever be happy with me doing i know that's the problem like you're not you like i would super want to know like hey what's i don't know your favorite food or something like you know because well, also get- there is there is rarely a question which they can on like if we had if we had the opportunity to have tim on the show right right and we said to him like do you like broccoli? No, but like if we asked him the actual questions that people would want you to ask him, right? Yeah, the answers by and large will be unsatisfactory. Yeah, right? yeah. And so like you have to you have to do enough work to try and come up with getting a tech focused answer which could be interesting, right? So like yeah. that is hard work. It would be more fun to be like, "Hey Tim, what do you have for breakfast?" Yes. Like I think that would just be a more interesting <laughs> yes. conversation to have. Yes. But like no one would be happy with that except the three of us. Well, that would be yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of watches, it looks like Apple's Pride watch face and band have leaked. Uh, there's an article over on 9 to 5 speaking of them, and it's uh kind of confetti themed this year. Steven, nobody's speaking of 9 to 5. That was cold Mac. Oh, this no. is see this is what happens when you hit your well, head. The, look, you can't look, all these Mac keep websites the look Mac the same. Websites they all look the same. Oh my god. These blue navigation, oh, no. you know. Uh-huh. 
Well, nine to five have that thing now where they is. Did they have the thing with the comment where they're like, look at this top comment? So they've changed that. Oh, I don't know. I use a content blocker, go. so probably. Yeah, so they're different now. Uh, yeah, this is a confetti kind of sprinkles is the theme it looks like yeah i kind of like it so like this is for the watch face and the watch band uh i think this might end up being my first apple sport loop band oh it's another loop oh no you know it is right like that's all they do no it's gonna be a loop (laughs) for sure enough with the loops i mean come on enough with the loops i'm just saying it's out there I, I, I really dig the look, mm-hmm. but not another loop. Uh, I've never had one, so maybe this would be my first chance to get one. Yeah. But it does look super cool. It does look cool. If people want a t-shirt to go with that, by the way, uh, the Parallel Podcast here on Relay FM, they just put out um, a, a, a sprinkled focus t-shirt, Accessibility Sprinkles, which is the tagline of the show. So this will fit with that visually. Yeah, go full sprinkles. Well, speaking of uh, Mac websites, <laughs> nailed it. Did y'all see this on Mac rumors about Beat Studio Buds Plus that look incredible? So these are, it's like a frosted transparency. Like they're not perfectly see-through like the... Uh, they're kind of like the nothing yes. one. Yeah. yeah. But mm. I love the way these look. I don't know if I have any feelings about the Buds Plus. I've never tried them, but everything should look like this. Mary yes. try these? May, uh, she may have. I don't remember what she's tried over the years. She's she's currently using the Powerbeats Pro because she likes the ear loop, you know, that goes like over the outside of the ear. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, 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 Apple, if you think you have courage, if you think you really have courage, make your next iPhone like this. Yeah, dude. Yes. Give give me a see-through iPhone that looks like this. I I would go as far to say. If they only did this on the regular phone and not the Pro, I would forego the Pro for a phone that looked like this. Ah, interesting challenge. Okay. I love this look. As you were halfway through that sentence, I was going to agree, but then I stopped agreeing. <laughs> but then think of all the things you're going to miss. Exactly. That would be very just difficult. Like, let me. me pay. Like, I would honestly pay a high premium to get a pro version of the iPhone that looks like this. To be fair, if they did offer it in the regular iPhone, it's actually not that much of a thing for Steven to say he would buy it because through the course of a model year, Steven buys all of them. To be fair, just, it's kind of easy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you always just buy different sized phones and just but change, like w- change them up. We poor people just buy it once. <laughs> and so we got to really make a good decision. <laughs> Wait. We we poor people who buy every iPhone year just buy <laughs> we, one of them. We the poor ones. I guess yes. We're not we're not hack it. You know. Well, you know we're not hack it. You we're, know, Kate just said in the Discord, Mister Flip Flop, which now has a oh! new meaning. Yeah. Oh no! There's the <laughs> wow. joke. He also you flip flopped his wait. actual truck. Is it, is, was it all for the show? No, I assure you it was not. Were you were you keeping a persona there? Like were you in character? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> he wanted to add to that Wikipedia article thing, the wiki, the wiki fan wiki thing. What is it? Wiki fan? What's a wiki fan? Wiki. There's What's like a fan focused wiki thing where someone's keeping track of all of the devices that Stephen has broken. Uh, unbelievably, yes, yes. someone guess, add a 2015 Toyota Tacoma to that. Uh, these ones, the B Studio Buds, the regular ones. These are Austin Evans's favorite earphones. He likes the. Like just enjoy, and he says they sound great. Um, these are the plus, and so they've enhanced the noise cancellation and transparency features because they're effectively AirPods Pro. They have the features of an AirPods Pro, um, but they're longer battery life. I'm often fascinated well. by Austin's tech choices because a yeah. lot of a lot a lot of a lot of times, I like I I I super agree with Austin. Like these are one of, uh, he gets to try everything, mm-hmm. right? So like yeah. I would never try the Beats Studio Buds. But like he's like, these are for him. He's like, I like these as much as AirPods, but the case he likes more and the physical size he likes more because it just goes right in the ears and have like the whole stem thing. So yeah, I mean, now I'm gonna buy this. I I know myself. I mean, the fact that 
I think you and I bought the nothing earbuds means that you should probably buy these because you're at least more likely to use these. I'm still using them. They are my are Nintendo you? Switch earbuds. Yes. Oh. Uh, last up before we finish today, I recommend people go read Stephen's article, The Everything Headset. I like Stephen's take on the headset. It's a good take. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I was happy with that. I mean, there's been a lot of conversation about is Apple going to release this without a focus, right? Like, what is it? Can Apple really say what it's good for? And it just kind of made me think about the other times Apple has announced a non-Mac product. So iPod, iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch. And over the years, they've become more complex. And, you know, the watch and the iPad kind of, well, maybe the iPad still hasn't found its way, but the watch found its way. And I'm just not worried about that going into WWDC. Like, I think Apple needs to make something that has a little bit of something for everybody because everything is a computer and the headset's got to do a bunch of different stuff. And I think it's okay that they don't have, uh, you know, a killer feature at this point. It's the the final, the final final one of the final sentences that really gets me when you say, in a sense, every new product needs to be brought now. That is so true, especially in the tech field, and not just for hardware products, but like for services, for operating systems. Like everything needs to do a little bit of everything right now. And yeah, that's that really captures it, Stephen. It's the excellent use of the English language. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to to cover that from a, from like the same conclusion, like a slightly different angle of like, imagine like Apple knows what the killer app might be, right? And and like imagine to them they're like the mm. new FaceTime is like it, mm-hmm. right? Like that this very realistic like co-present kind of idea, and like imagine that they just know it and they're like we are one hundred percent certain it's so good, so transformative. People will just use FaceTime. We've made this whole new thing. And like, it's what people are going to buy this for. Even if that was the case and it would be proven out that when people got it and used it, they're like, yep, that's all. this is the killer app. Like, they're right. If that was what they got up on stage and said, this is all this does, crucified. Yep. Even if they made it and they knew they were right and like, that's the killer app and it's all anyone's going to use, but it can't access your calendar and it can't access your uh, messages like people will be like what are you doing this thing is a failure i need you know like so like this it is that idea that you said like the table stakes of like if you want to make a device where remember like this is a full operating system because ideally it's supposed to be a replacement for something right whether that's the iphone the mac or whatever right like it's been these devices are being created to be the next x which means it has to replace something you've got to be able to come into it with like a full complement of whatever. Like, and mm-hmm. so if you come into it, it be like, it does this one thing, but trust us, it's really good. Like that's not going to be good enough. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think they have an uphill battle here. I think, I think mm-hmm. this is not as obvious as a category as the watch was. And I mean, if, even if it's close to the rumored price, that's a big ask. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm, out of all the things to worry about this in advance, the it being broad and kind of doing a little bit of everything, that I think that's totally fine. In fact, I think it, it's actually probably a good thing. If I may add one last thing, just on what you said about the Apple Watch, just like a really interesting comparison of like thinking back, we cast our mind back. The Apple Watch, the idea of a of a watch was like people wanted that. Oh like yeah, that was a thing that was I feel like mm-hmm. universe, like universally enough of like this is what they should do. This is interesting as an idea. That is not the sentiment for this product. Mm-hmm. Like the entire category, I think people are, at least in our community, right? But I think in general as well, much more skeptical of like this entire product category. So that idea of the uphill battle, especially even compared to the Apple Watch, is definitely the case. Also, 100% even further for something like the iPhone. So it's going to be interesting. I think that does it for this week. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, including all the apps that Mike mentioned and uh, Tim Cook's watch face, you can go roast it yourself and try it out. Uh, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 447. Those links are also in your podcast player. Along with two other links, there'll be a link to submit feedback on our website. Uh, if you have cool Mac apps that Federico and Mike and I should check out, you can mm-hmm. uh, see those there or you can submit those there. Uh, If you have feedback or follow-up, you can send that along as well. 
You can also become a member and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show that we release each and every week. We are just around the corner from our annual special time. So a bunch of Relay FM shows do an extra episode just for members. And what's cool about this is you can be a member of any show and you get access to all of these annual specials. So uh, ours will be out uh, the first couple of weeks of May and we've got a bunch planned after that. So be sure to look out for that. If you're a member, it'll be in the crossover feed. If you're not a member, now's a great time to get on board ahead of those annual specials because you also get all the previous annual specials in that feed. You can find us all online. Uh, Mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM, and he's the co-founder of Cortex Brand, maker of amazing products. You can find him on Mastodon. He is Mike at... I'm going to get it wrong. He is Mike... He is iMike at Mike.social. <laughs> yes, yep. he's Mike. He's Mike. <laughs> I'm just Mike. Uh, you just, it's up to you. you know? He is iMike. Set a Google alert for me and find me there. You know what I mean? iMike at Mike.social. Uh, Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net, home of Automation April, which we didn't talk about this week, but it's the end of April almost. It's wrapped up, and we're now judging the shortcuts that people submitted to the contest. Awesome. Overall, so, yeah. don't don't tip your hand. Some good stuff in there this year. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Some some really interesting stuff. And now the problem is that I'm gonna spend w- way too much time on each on on some individual shortcuts because I I want to play around with them. But my job is to be fast and quick with all the hundreds of submissions that we got so yeah it's, uh, there's some really good stuff in there cool i'm looking forward to it uh, you can find federico at mastodon.maxstories.net as vatici you can find my writing at 512pixels.net and i co-host mac power users that comes out every sunday afternoon here on relay fm and i am ismh at eworld.social i'd like to thank our sponsors this week electric and fast growing trees until next time guys say goodbye Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.